This is Chris. Welcome to episode 270 of X Lapsed, where I'd like to begin with several apologies. Um, first, I want to apologize for the story we're going to be covering today. Second, I would like to apologize for how I'm going to take to the issue we're going to be discussing today. And third is a more uh, all-encompassing apology that has absolutely nothing to do with the story that we're going to be discussing today, but more about uh, and more about how I feel like I've been a little derelict in my uh, duties as a content creator of late. I've had just so many plans about more and more content I want to provide, uh, both on the main feed, on the site, and on the uh, Patreon, but uh, over the past few days, well, I've been very, very preoccupied with the... Uh, Migration from Blogger to WordPress. I'm finally going through with it, and it it hasn't been easy. <laughs> it's been very nerve-wracking, and it's taken... Uh, I mean, it's still in pro- progress right now. As I'm recording this, I've got multiple tabs up with uh, tutorials and migration um, uh, facilitators and enablers. It's it's just not been fun here. It's funny, um, I've moved house a lot over the past several years, and that's been less frustrating and all-consuming than this move from Blogger to WordPress has been. It's just taken over my life at this point. Um, I was hoping to have many more scripts prepared. I wanted to be a few days ahead in recording, and boy, I wanted to have more Patreon content out, but... This move has just really (laughs) sapped just about every bit of life force I have inside me. It is uh, just a really big deal and something I've put off for, well, a few years now because of fear, because of uh, being afraid that I would lose my uh, content. You know, there are several thousand posts on there, um, tens of thousands of images on there, uh, millions, literally millions of words, and... uh, over a half decade of my life. Also, over a million visits, a million hits, um, Google SEO, whatever the hell that is, I don't know if I'm going to lose all that. It's cost me quite a bit of sleep, which, um, I don't know, might be sad, might be justified. I'm not sure, but I'm glad that we're finally underway here. Uh, the site right now, if you do go over to chrisisoninfiniteearth.com, it is even uglier than before. If you have been there in the past, you'll know it's that ugly orange blogger template, which is, you know, the basic, the basic blogger template. I never really made too many changes to it. Now it's like a weird, like, uh, baby blue slash baby poop background. (laughs) And it's, the words are just huge on it. It's all, it's all central justified. So it's like, it's just ugly. (laughs) It's really 
really ugly. I'm just happy that like the words are actually moving over. But hopefully within the next several days, I'll either buy some sort of a highfalutin template or I'll figure something out for design and make it look... Make it look presentable. <laughs> Make it look uh, appealing. Uh, yeah, as, as appealing as something I create might look. But hopefully it won't be quite as unpleasant. And, and also, hopefully, I'll, uh, you know, everything will be over there. <laughs> and everything will make sense. As, as much sense as something that I could write would, uh, would make, I suppose. I tell you, um, over the past two or three days, I've been on forums and tutorial sites and watching videos and... You know, you watch a video about uh, moving a blog, migrating a blog, and you'll look at it and it's like, ah, 10 minutes. 10-minute video, cool, I'll get a lot of information here. No, no, you really don't. You get about a minute and a half worth of information, and then eight and a half minutes of them trying to sell you their service, which really sucks, especially when you're as uh, technically and webly illiterate as I am. I, you know, I picked Blogger because it was easy. It was plug-and-play. It was basically, you know, opening a Word document and hitting publish. Uh, here, it's quite a bit different. Um, a lot of uh, third-party stuff that you got to do. Uh, you know, in Blogger, you know, warts and all, if you're going to start blogging and you don't know a whole heck of a lot about things like coding and things like hosting, then Blogger's probably your best bet. Um, and, you know, Blogger was a good home to me while it was still functioning. And while I... Maybe I outgrew it, you know, maybe my site just got too big, but um, it got to the point where I could hardly even import a picture anymore. It was, they made some changes. They, they made it a little bit more appy, you know, where everything is uh, like in bubbles, so it looks like, you know, touch-friendly, um, touch I guess, if, as dirty as that might sound. It looks like an app. It looks like something that you'd have on your phone rather than something that you'd have on your desktop or your laptop. But once those changes came into uh, practice, and I remember exactly what I was doing when I noticed this, I was in the middle of my, and I apologize for this tangent, it might sound like I'm vamping, and you bet your ass I'm vamping. I don't want to talk about X-Men Green, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about blogging. I had stopped blogging about comics um, in and of themselves, like single issues every day, uh, last summer, for reasons that most people know about. I don't want to go into it, but I'd stopped blogging about uh, comics, really. Uh, I spent most of my time revisiting old material and um, kind of editorializing on my experience as a content creator, which I'm, I'm sure was wildly interesting for, for most of you. But I eventually came back around to the, you know, daily comics review sort of mindset and practice when I decided I wanted to do a deep dive on the Burn Mackie era of uh, Spider-Man. Back around the turn of the century where they, you know, relaunched Amazing Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man with new number ones, a whole new status quo. It was a disaster. <laughs> it was really, really um, uneven perhaps is the, is the right term for it. It wasn't very good, is what I'm trying to say. And I was uh, really excited to do this deep dive on it because it's not something I've seen done... Uh, I haven't looked for it very hard, but it's not something I've seen done much. Not that I was looking to necessarily stake my claim or squat that era of the character. I, I just wanted to discuss it. It had been a long, long time since I'd read it. I know I hated it the first time around, and I didn't know if maybe... You know, time heals all wounds. I didn't know if maybe I'd uh, receive it a little bit differently. And so I decided to start with... Um, there were two stories that led up to the relaunch. Uh, the Gathering of Five and then the, the final chapter, or the last chapter, whatever they called it. 
and that would take us into the uh, all new, you know, volume twos of uh, Peter Parker and Amazing Spider-Man. And I was very excited about the project, and it was being well received. Folks were were digging it. I, I think uh, it might be the first time a lot of people actually, you know, sat down with this era of Spider-Man. But whatever the case, it was it was well received. People were digging it. And then I got to uh, you know the tipping point where it was Amazing Spider-Man Volume Two Number One. It was an extra sized issue, a huge issue comparatively speaking. A lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to dig into, and that was the day. That blogger switched everything over. And I had my process as it came to uh, blogging because, you know, while blogger was pretty easy in the plug-and-play regard and aspect, it still kind of felt like it was being held together by bubblegum and paperclips most of the time. So you'd have to kind of, you'd have to know how to uh, work it and how to massage it to suit whatever it is that you're doing. And I mean, my blog was nothing special or is nothing special, but it had a method. You know, I would do my writing... And uh, my pieces would usually be anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 words a day. And that's not to say that there weren't many days that creeped into like the 5,000 word range. But around this era, I think it was probably closer to 2,000 or 2,500 words. And so I would type all that up there. Everything would be in there. Then I would upload all of the images. And usually a Chris's on Infinite Earths post would have anywhere from... I mean, maybe 15 to 20 images. And they were just panels or, or things of interest and ads and the letters pages, of course. So a lot of images. It was very image heavy. And uh, I would usually upload all those at the very end. And they would batch upload. So you'd get all your images up there. They would all go into like a holding panel or holding somewhere. <laughs> holding cell. I don't know. And I would individually pop them into the uh, blog post. And now accounting for bloggers sometimes being a little bit ornery and a little bit uh, unfriendly to uh, to images, that that process could take anywhere from, say, five to ten minutes. Not a huge time sink, you know, in regard to uploading and, and placing images. But with this change, you could no longer batch upload. So you had to upload everything individually, and half the time it wouldn't take. So my five to ten minutes of you know, image manipulation turned into, I think on this day, 45 minutes. So I spent, say, two or three hours writing 2,500 words, then another 45 minutes to upload the pictures. It just became, it became a little bit too much, which really sucks because I was having a really good time uh, deep diving this story and, and people were digging it as well. So it really, really sucked. I remember going to uh, the blogger forums, and I wasn't the only person that had these problems, but uh, the way the uh, Google product experts were talking to us, it was as though we were having a, like a mass hallucination. We were all just screwing up in the exact same way. It could not be Google. <laughs> it couldn't be blogger that had a uh, problem or a bug. It was, it was ridiculous, and uh, we never got any help. I actually just went back to these forums three or four days ago because of the problems I'm having now, to see if, hey, maybe they fixed that one. No, no, people still have that problem. People are still reporting that problem, and they're still being told, nah, it's on your end. Now, the straw that ultimately wound up breaking me uh, this past week was uh, while I was working on my first Sales of X uh, article. It was Sales of X Article Zero. Um, I've mentioned here on the show, especially on days that we cover the monthly sales charts, that I wanted to do a deep dive, and I apologize for saying deep dive so many times today, but I wanted to do one of those on uh, the uh, run, the entire run of the post-Hox-Pox X family of books. 
And so I decided to start with a like an Article Zero where I would kind of lay the foundation, do a little bit of a contexting. You know, I wanted to include sales for the first half of 2019, which led to uh, Hox Pox and the Dawn of X era. And this turned out to be a very big article. Uh, not big in, you know, people actually caring about it, but big is in large. You know, a lot of words, a lot of graphs, a lot of images. And it got to the point where I would have to actually, I would type a sentence, then I would have to save, leave the blog post, and go back into it to, to write another sentence. And uh, forget about it with pictures. Uh, pictures would only take about one-third of the time. It would take like three tries to get a picture to come up. And I would have to leave and come back to the blog post after every single picture. And that one is a very image-heavy article. I included the covers for all the books that we were discussing. I think there were something like 150 books. Um, and I had uh, a dozen charts in there uh, tracking the sales figures uh, for, throughout the first half of the year. When I decided to do that post, I saw it as being like uh, something I'd knock out in an afternoon, and I actually felt kind of bad about it. I felt like it would be such a low-effort thing, and hardly worth anybody's time in actually checking out. And, you know, not many people did, so I mean, that's one thing, I suppose. But the uh, the post took me a week and a half because of all the hang-ups and all the, uh, the blogger nonsense. Add to that, and I mean, this is like a perfect storm situation here. I, I got uh, a letter from a reader who told me a bunch of my images stopped showing up. So I went, you know, on this rabbit hole dive through my archives here to see exactly what was going on, and sure enough, there were posts without images there, and I'd have to actually go into, like, the editing part of it, and then, like, turn it into a draft, republish it, and then, like, repeat that two or three times for each post just to get the pictures to start showing up again. And I went to the, the blogger forums. Other people were having the same problems. And, of course, the Google product experts said, yeah, that's your guys' problem. So um, I finally sat down with myself, kind of uh, talked about what it is I want out of this blog. Like, do I want people to actually read it? Do I want people to actually share my work? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do. So um, I got to make sure that it's available and readable and findable. So... I sat down with myself and had that long conversation, and I do, I do totally understand and appreciate that these are, you know, caviar problems, because what is it? It's a stupid comic book blog, but it's something I've devoted a lot of time and energy to, so it was with a heavy and, um, to be completely honest, very frightened heart that I finally made the move. And for a period of like five or six hours yesterday, uh, it was the first time in six years that Chris's on Infinite Earths was not on the internet. And that was a uh, weird time to be. I actually had to leave the house <laughs> to uh, kind of clear my head of it and not just sit there refreshing over and over and over again. Because the hosting company I went with that promises you before they get your money that they'll be with you every single step of the way. And then when you pay them, they, they kind of tell you, yep, you're on your own. Basically left it to me to figure this out. And, uh, well, I'm kind of an idiot. So I was not very confident in my ability to do uh, any of this. So after partnering up with uh, several third parties and paying more money than I expected to pay for something like this, uh, we're finally sort of kind of on our way. And so I'd like to thank you very much for listening today, and I will talk to you. Oh, what was that? What was that? Oh, we. Oh, oh. Mm. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't do the thing, did we? We didn't do the thing. All right, let's uh, quit beating around the bush here and get into our story. This is, of course, X Men Unlimited Volume Three, Number Eight. We're gonna say uh, October 2021 cover, despite the fact that it has no cover. 
The story is untitled, but we will call it X-Men Green Part 4. Written by Jerry Duggan with art by Emilio Lazo. Colors Rachel Rosenberg, letters VCs Josephino, edits Amaro, Bisa, White, Sabalski. This appeared on the Marvel Unlimited application on October the 17th of 2021. Now we open with Curse and Nature Girl being captured by Wolverine. They're dragged back to Krakoa and stood before the Quiet Council. There, Professor X finds them guilty of murder, and Magneto agrees. And hey, so do the two fellas who Nature Girl actually murdered. Huh, I'm starting to think this is a dream sequence. Damn it. First up, we got that uh, poor grocer from the uh, Vegas grocery store, still with the scissors sticking out of his carotid. He complains that not only was he killed, but he was killed the night before his bowling league championships. White guys, am I right? Uh, Next, we see the construction worker, who not only didn't get his bonus for cracking a hippie's skull, but he also died. Now, Krakoa itself obliges the ruling, the floor opens up, and Nature Girl and Curse are dragged deep into the abyss. Now, Curse is just as annoying in Nature Girl's dream as she is in real life, which is to remind us that... This is but a dream. Now, Nature Girl lets out a scream, which wakes Curse and Freedom the dog. As NG gets up, we can see that she's changed. All of her hair has fallen out, and uh, the top half of her head has turned black. And I'm sure I'm not the first person to mention this, but she looks a lot like Hela from, uh, you know, the Thor books. Nature Girl says that she's evolved, and I'm not sure that's how it works, dear. Uh, Curse throws up the horns and says Nature Girl looks even more metal now, and uh, I just stifled the urge to vomit, though I bet Scott Snyder thinks this scene is, like, the absolute best. Anyway, it's time for our uh, heroes to go do the work here. They're gonna, I guess, do something at the refinery. But first, we scene shift. Now, as if this story couldn't get any worse, it's time to join Sauron. Now, he arrives back at his hidden lab, eats a talking rabbit, and heads inside. What he finds is that the place is in complete disarray, and there are splotches of oil all over the place. He wonders who might have done this. Could it have been the Avengers? The X-Men? Nick Fury? No, of course not. This is an environmental lecture story, so the culprit is actually Cyanide Frowny Face Industries Evil Corporated. Now, you see, not only do the quote-unquote good guys have a bone to pick with them, now the bad guys do too. Let's get back at it. We've got Curse annoyingly sauntering up to a pair of guards at Pollution and Dead Baby Ducks LLC. One of the guards, who looks a lot like a Cobra Viper, by the way, uh, just in case we weren't totally sure that they were bad. I mean, he's in full riot gear, has a big ol' shield, and his hand is constantly, like, reaching for his gun. You know, he's got a real itchy trigger finger here. Now, Curse gets sassy, and so these totally non-straw man baddies... They draw their guns and jam them into her forehead, like they do. Well, she's cool, right? She ducks to tie her shoe, which was apparently the trigger for Freedom the Dog to attack. And I got a question for you. What's even more evil than threatening to shoot a kid? Well, maybe threatening to shoot a dog. Which is exactly what this fair and balanced story would have the guards do. Unfortunately for them, Curse Dunn cursed them, and so the guns jam and really majorly F up the guard's mitt, right? Then Nature Girl walks up, and I think the look they're going for is badass, but it really just comes across as ridiculous. And also, she looks like she smells like really bad. Uh, Now, as she talks trash, she is kicked in the head by a new baddie. 
Now, this is a woman who looks a lot like every single woman Wolverine's had a one-night stand with. And she introduces herself as Black Mamba. It's a very Claremontian scene, you know, when he would introduce a new character and they would stand there and introduce themselves. It's like, yes, my name is this, and this is what I do. Well, this is Black Mamba, and uh, what she does is wield the Dark Force and not screw around. To be continued, and uh, yeah, I peeked at the last page of uh, the next installment of this, and that one's to be continued too, so I don't think this is ever going to end. I feel like maybe I somehow broke a chain letter that I didn't realize I broke, and I've cursed us to, like, you know, like the character curse, I've cursed us to an eternity of uh, X-Men Green. Now let's talk about this one, and I... I want to keep this brief because, I mean, if you've, this, what is this part, like 800 of this story, you've heard me say everything I'm going to say about this story. I did not like it. I don't think it's a uh, well-thought-out story. I don't even think it's really a story. It's just an angry rant, and I don't know exactly who it's supposed to be converting. I mean, I feel like... If you're reading this and you absolutely hate the environment, let's let's try to picture someone who absolutely hates the environment. You're probably not going to read more than a couple of pages of this. But for the rest of us, the, the you know the responsible of us here, the non-straw people of us here, we're reading this and we're just like, Jerry, why are you yelling at us? You know what did we ever do to you that you're just yelling at us for all these issues in a row? Maybe I'm making more out of it than I should be, but it's just like. Dude, we get the point. This isn't a call to arms. This isn't a wake-up call. This is a petulant rant. This, that, this is a temper tantrum given four-color flesh. You're presenting the wrong side of this argument as inhuman. Like, these are not human characters. These are cartoon evil straw men. Our, you know, quote-unquote heroic characters in this story get absolutely nothing out of beating the evil, you know, uh, Pollution Incorporated here. This is not a story that, in my opinion, really sets out to enlighten anybody. It's really just a, uh, a temper tantrum. And what makes it a bit worse to me is that I think, I think they think they're making a point here. Like, they're getting under the skin of just the right people. And, like I said earlier, if you're the kind of jag who wants to see the Earth perish under pollution and smog, then you're just not going to read this story. <laughs> you're just not. I had a weird flashback to this story uh, while on social media earlier this week. Uh, somebody had engaged with something that I posted or something that I was tagged on. And you know how if you leave your cursor over, like, a person's avatar, it'll, like, bring up a little blurb of their bio, you know? Nothing I intended to do, but it just happened, you know? My, I came back to my, my seat, and I had my cursor hovering over something here. And I noticed immediately how angry this person was just from, like, a sentence of their biography. Because they put, like, the, uh, the he, him pronouns at the end of it, which, I mean, a lot of people do. There's no problem with that. But after that, it said, yeah, I use pronouns. Go F yourself. And I'm like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> you and I have never spoken, and you're just so angry. Why are you so mad? And really, it's just such a wasted effort because you're not going to change. I don't think anybody's had their mind changed on the Internet ever, ever, in the history of ever. So it's like you're not going to change any minds. You're just being angry. <laughs> and that's what I get out of this story. It's like... Yeah, I care about the environment. Go F yourself. And it's like, okay, so do I. Why are you yelling at me? Maybe present this as a more 
human and human including mutants issue you know an earthling issue an earth issue rather than a strictly good versus evil let me yell at you sort of a deal or maybe we're just being pranked maybe this whole story is a uh, is either a prank or uh, maybe it's Jerry Duggan taking one for the team because of how poorly X Corp was received maybe he's trying to make something worse than that and if that is the case dude I love you but mission accomplished the art's still nice, though. I'll say that. The art is still very nice. Um, let's put a pin in all X-Men Green for now until next time, and probably the time after that, and the time after that, and the time after that, and let's hop into our backup story. It's Jeff, number eight. October 2021, the story's called Jeff the Magnanimous. Written by Kelly Thompson with art by Guruhiru. Edits, go whack appeared on the application on October the 14th of 2021. Now this week, our story has to do with Jeff visiting a fish market. And boy, that took many more uh, takes than I thought it was going to do. I kept saying Jeff visiting, visiting, fishing a viz market, which is, um, well, it's something that I would probably say. No, he's visiting a fish market. Now, upon arrival, he kind of charms his way into getting a free fish from the shopkeep. And then, a very hungry-looking cat, the sort of cat that my wife would call a micho, enters the shop. And uh, Jeff gets territorial, and this scares the poor kitty away. And then he gets his free fishy. Now, as Jeff struts his way out of the store, he passes by an alley where he notices the very hungry micho. Our hero, as magnanimous as he is, decides to hand his fish over. And he is shocked to learn that uh, this cat had three hungry kittens with her as well. With a smile, Jeff watches the cats turn the fish into one of those like Heathcliff-looking fish skeletons. And we wrap up with Jeff and the kitties huddled up asleep on a dirty, disgusting, discarded cushion. That's where we leave it, and, um, well, what is there to say about Jeff? It was, uh, it was adorable, it was heartwarming, it was Jeff. And uh, definitely worth the you know, few moments of your time it would take to, uh, to read this one It's always a pleasure reading Jeff here And uh, I tell you, as the owner of a very angry little chihuahua um, Seeing Jeff get all territorial about his little, uh, his little fishy Totally uh, reminded me of, uh, of our little you know, five-pound penny She has not met a man or creature that she wouldn't growl at it's, uh, it, would be, it would be adorable if it wasn't just so frustrating But uh, yeah, that's what Jeff reminded me of there And then, yeah, well, he came around and did the right thing in the end Which, which I could say with about 99% certainty that uh, our dog would, uh, would certainly not do So that's Jeff um, If you have Marvel Unlimited Read it, please read it Or I guess there's not really any words to it Just look at it and enjoy it um, It uh, serves as a wonderful palate cleanser To uh, things like X-Men Green So when all seems hopeless and doom and gloomy uh, Just uh, let Jeff into your heart And uh, <laughs> it'll lighten you right back up But that's all I have to say about our stories today uh, We do not have any mailbag But let's face it, after me talking about my blogging woes for about 15 minutes today, you probably don't want to hear much more of my voice anyway. uh, Let's head into shout-outs here. I want to thank the folks who engaged with our posts on social media. I want to start over on Twitter by thanking Billy D, Jeremiah, Joe Crawford, Dave Schultz, Walt Nealon, Jesse DeYoung, Ed Moore, Mark Wilkins, Bill at Spy Vinyl, Wayne Burroughs, The Longbox Crusade, Pat Sampson, Chance Rubbage, and The Scary Stuff Podcast. Over on Facebook, I'd like to thank Jeremiah, Pat Sampson, Chris Bailey, Andrew Franklin, Walt Nealon, Billy D, and Jesse D. Young. 
While we're on the thank you train, let's head over to the patrons at patreon.com slash xlapsed. Thank Andrew Franklin, Ed Moore, Walt Nealon, Jeremiah, Jason Colby, The Scary Stuff Podcast, Jesse DeYoung, Damian, Peter McPherson, and Mark Jagger. As always, your support means the absolute world to me, and uh, as soon as things get settled with WordPress, you can expect to see a lot more exclusive content popping up over there. Now, since this is a Monday episode, we have our This Week in X segment, and boy is it short. There <laughs> ain't much to talk about at all. Uh, first of all, Marvel Unlimited, um, Marvel hasn't updated their November page yet. So, uh, as this is the 1st of November, we don't have any information just yet. So, uh, I guess by the time you're listening to this, you already know what's on Marvel Unlimited, and so you're probably already knee-deep in it, right? Um, now, on shelves... This is not a great week for the X-Books. There's only one new book, and it's not even part of the uh, Hox, Pox, Dox, Rock, Sox era. It's uh, X-Men Legends number 8, which comes with three covers. Now, if you uh, somehow missed The Trial of Magneto number 2 and uh, refused to buy you know, all Skate 800 copies of the first printing that's currently available at every single comic book store in the country, well, you could buy the second print this coming Wednesday. Maybe you're a completionist, maybe you need them both, but um, but I just don't see you having much problem tracking down several copies of the first printing, if you so desire, and uh, for some reason just refuse to pick it up the first time around. Now, I mean, we talk about this sometimes, second prints on books that don't sell out. I mean, we're talking about X-Men Green today. What would Nature Girl say about all this wasted paper? Just so we can tout that we're going to second, third, and fourth printings despite the fact that you're not selling out at retail. Maybe wait until they sell out at retail. Or maybe wait until you have an indication that it might sell out at retail. Otherwise, I mean, you're just uh, you're just pumping more foul air into the uh, comics bubble. Anyway, with all that said, I will uh, let you get on with the rest of your day. I, I apologize for this being kind of a downer of an episode. Um, maybe if I just say right now that I rank this a 10 out of 10, maybe that'll turn things around? Eh, probably not. Probably not. Um, anyway, I would really like to hear your thoughts on X-Men Green. Uh, I haven't heard a whole heck of a lot, good or bad, about the story, which kind of tells me that people aren't reading it. And it's also one of the episodes of this show that a lot of people seem to skip over, so I don't think people see it as essential to the run as uh, perhaps I do. But if you are reading along and uh, have any thoughts, good or bad, on X-Men Green, I would love to hear them. And you can get a hold of me several different ways. You could find me on Twitter at Ace Comics. You can shoot me an email over to weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com, or you can call into the X-Lapsed voicemail hotline at... 623-396-JERK For blog posts and show notes The all new, all different And really, really ugly for the time being Chris is on InfiniteEarths.com You can join us on Facebook Our group is 90s X-Men The complete audio archives can be found at ChrisandReggie.Podbean.com And of course, the Patreon is at Patreon.com slash XLapsed Now with all the plugs out of the way I just want to thank you all one last time For sharing some of your day with me Especially on uh, a day like today Where I question a lot of what what I do here In regard to uh, giving my honest opinion on these books Because I know it probably isn't making me too many friends But uh, I'm also not going to tell you I like something I don't So one last giant thank you For sharing some of your day with me today And until next time, as always I'll talk to you again real soon See ya.